Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there, modern lovers. Have any of you ever lived with someone who's grumpy, who might be negative, or just plain difficult to live with? In fact, the most common question our guest today gets is why is my husband or wife so miserable and what can I do about it? Our happiness expert Jim Ryan is with us today. He's going to reveal the three surprisingly simple things you can do to help your gloomy partner or spouse become a glad partner or spouse and avoid the trap of them making you unhappy. But first, we want to share the latest offering here in our Modern Love Training Center. We do one training every month on the second Saturday. And, of course, we're going to kick off 2019 with a huge burst of energy. And our training is called Miracle After Miracle for You in 2019. Very, very important. And our subtitle is Make the Mind Movie of Your Desired Life a Reality Right Now. So I want you to take action, go to Eventbrite, grab your seat for this important training, and every one of you is going to leave with an actual tool. Yes, everybody knows about vision boards. We go way beyond vision boards. We create a virtual reality tool that you can see, hear, touch, taste, and smell, and you'll have that not only on your wall, but you'll have it on your phone, you'll have it on your computer, so you can look at your own mind movie of your desired life whenever you want. Now, is that good or good? Get over to Eventbrite. Grab your seat. Bring everyone you know and love to this once-a-year special training. And how perfect that we're interviewing a happiness expert today. Let me tell you just a little bit about Jim Ryan. His career evolved as his life evolved. He started out as a foreign language teacher and a guidance counselor in Bethpage, New York. I have to find out where that is. And after spending 14 years in education... He went on to become a financial planner. He's spoken all over the USA, inspiring tens of thousands to live to their full and their best potential. His greatest pleasure is opening up your mind to possibilities that exist for living a happy, joyful life. He's just as comfortable speaking to an audience of a thousand as he is facilitating an intimate off-site executive retreat. Hint, hint, everybody. He's the author of Simple Happiness, 52 Easy Ways to Lighten Up. All right, please join me in welcoming Jim Ryan to Modern Love Radio. Hi, Jim. Hello, Dr. Brenda. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Now, this is an interesting background. 
going from teaching foreign language and being a guidance counselor to a financial planner to a happiness expert. Tell us how that evolved. Well, yeah, as, I, as the introduction stated, my career has evolved as my life has evolved. I've, I've always been interested in personal development. I've always read a lot, gone to seminars, listened to tapes while I was teaching, while I was doing the financial planning. And back in the year 2000, I just realized that I had all this stuff in my head. And I said to myself, what's the point of having all this stuff in my head? I've got to get it out of my head. So I spoke to some friends. And I was directed to the jail out here in Long Island, on eastern Long Island. And I started teaching a course in personal development to men, initially men, who were locked wow. up, so <laughs> locked you, up this, from this gets multiple more interesting, PWI convention. Pardon me? Wow. This gets more interesting. It, you know, it, when I give my talks, I, I always you know, explain how I got here. Yeah. And for many people, that's more interesting than my talk, <laughs> the fact that my, my, my life has evolved. I've let it evolve. I've said yes to opportunities, and I uh, felt that. The power of yes. I love yeah, it. I love so, it. It's so true. So you go to, the, go to the jail, and what is it you were teaching people who are incarcerated? Uh, well, these are men and women locked up for multiple DWI convictions, mm-hmm. and I put together a 12-week course. In the beginning, I made it up as I went along, and it turns out to be something that they really enjoy. They shake my hand. They say thank you. The, it just fills me up to go there. And uh, it, about three years of doing that every Monday, I've done it for the last 18 years. Every Monday, it, it's been a real blessing to me. It's, it's changed my life. And wow. three years Three years of teaching the class, I said, you know, these, these folks like it. Why wouldn't people on the outside like it? So I came up with a talk, took a couple of the units that I teach at the jail, and I started giving talks in libraries here on Long Island. And one talk led to another, and along the way I wrote my book called Simple Happiness, 52 Easy Ways to Lighten Up. And I've traveled all over the country giving talks on how to be happy, how to be at your best every day. And, it, 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 you know, maybe – Maybe you have a better job than me, but not many people do. You know, it, now, it's so- Jim, how does it work for somebody who is incarcerated to begin to feel happy? How does that work? How did you get that shift? Well, we start from the beginning, and we start from um, the first unit. We talk about what is personal development, just to give people an idea that there are certain areas of their life that they can grow in. Then we talk about managing our thoughts, because that's where it all starts. So many people think their thoughts are their life, and they're negative thoughts. They're limiting thoughts. They're, they're you know, regret, thoughts of regret. You know, I wish I had done this. And then we have to understand that they're just thoughts. You know, they're, they're real thoughts, but they're just thoughts. They're not controlling my life now. We talk about the wake of the boat. You know, our, our thoughts tell us where the boat has been, but the wake of the boat does not tell us where we can go at this moment. That's and a we, very nice analogy. I like that. And I and want we, to just back you up. Mm-hmm. I want to back you up for a minute by just saying Thoughts are something most of us, and I learned this myself the hard way, I didn't realize, this was years ago when I was suffering from depression, anxiety, you know, I would wake up every day feeling like I had a mountain of, made of iron on my shoulders and drag myself, I was in graduate school, across the campus, and I was in bad shape, Jim, I mean bad shape, somebody actually finally took me to the student health center and kind of turned me in, but I didn't realize that I could 
change my thinking and change the way I felt. So I just want to co-sign what you're saying because many of us suffer from depression, anxiety without knowing it, and we can heal it, especially, let me say this, this time of the year. This is when depression peaks, and I'm so glad we have you with us today, so keep going. Well, again, you know, this is this is so it's pervasive. People feel they're stuck because they keep thinking the same thoughts over and over again. Mm-hmm. When in fact, just a little turn in consciousness, we we give them strategies about. Well, first of all, you got to notice your thoughts, and it, it's hard to pay attention to all your thoughts because we have thousands and thousands of thoughts every day. But we're blessed with this emotional guidance system, and if we can notice when we're feeling bad, when we're feeling low when we're sad, when we're angry, when we're depressed. If we notice that, we can then say, and this is one of the chapters in my book, when we notice we're feeling, you know, hanging on to these negative thoughts, the tool I use, I say to myself, oops, there I go again. And I, that, that's a, a, a trigger for me to move to a better feeling thought. And the, the better feeling thought is always or often one of gratitude. Mm, and I, 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 Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay, so here we go. Everybody knows in each one of our shows, I should have warned you about this, Jim, I geek out for just a minute. So I'm going to geek out because I was a scientist before I became a clinician. (laughs) And there is hard science that gratefulness improves not only your mood, but your immune system It improves your neurotransmitter function. Neurotransmitters are those things that make us feel good, everybody, your serotonin, your dopamine, all those nice, lovely things, endorphins. We've all heard of those. But you get more of those when you practice being grateful. So, Jim, you're on to something. There's there's our moment of geeking out for today. I'm done. <laughs> well, the, the beauty of what I talk about is, yeah, I come from, uh, you know, a, a, a regular guy. I don't have a science background, but I've discovered these things through my own living, through my own experimenting with myself. And now, like you just said, I find out that science backs up everything that I've come to believe on my own without knowing the science. Isn't and it that is so- the way it is? What your grandmother told you <laughs> is now science. Grandmother well, said, be kind, be grateful. Grandmother said, you know, face life with a positive attitude. And now we know the whole field of cognitive psychology is yeah. based on what you just talked about changing our thoughts systematically, doing the work to change our thoughts. It's been proven to be the most powerful intervention for mild to moderate depression, and it's part of the cure for severe depression. We have so much power within us, and that's my job, is to try to open up people's minds to the possibilities. All right, so let's talk about the grumpy grumpy husband or wife or, or life partner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's going on with the grumpy person? We don't know. I mean, there's something going on. I mean, obviously they've come to this point in their life through their experience, through their uh, thoughts mostly, but we can't, you know, we can't really change that person. All we can really do is work on ourselves to help that person see what he's doing to himself, what she's doing to herself. Uh, and, and so much of it is, is our own response to that grumpiness. Not so much, but much of it can 
can help. One well, how do things, people typically respond to grumpiness? What's been your experience? Well, You've got a, a spouse who's difficult or snappy or any of those things. The, the response often is, oh, here we go again. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I can, and you come home and you make me miserable. What, why don't you straighten yourself out? We tend, to, we tend to lash out, at least not necessarily verbally, but in our mind we say, well, how did I get stuck with this person? You know, what, why can't he be more like me? Why can't we really enjoy and love each other instead so of having So that's what's this- interesting is the person who is being negative is triggering negative thoughts. Yeah. In yeah, their mate. Yeah, we're human. Oh, interesting. So now yeah, everybody's on the negativity train. It's so easy to happen. You know, we get so sick and tired of, of your attitude. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to – but being prepared is half the battle. You've got to know what, what you want to achieve, and, and that's very important. Coming, to, coming to, the, to the confrontation armed with a strategy so you don't fall into that trap of lashing out verbally or mentally and shrugging your shoulders and walking away and say, here we go again. See, one of the things is being prepared. And what I, what I, you know, one of the strategies is to sit down quietly and write down on a piece of paper the things that you love about your spouse or your significant other. Because obviously there were things, at least at the beginning, that attracted you to that other person. So go back to the beginning and focus on, you know, what I, I love his sense of humor. I love how he takes good care of his person. He's neat. Or he loves our kids. He, he's a good provider. And start focusing on the positives that are, have been buried under the grumpiness. But they're there. They're still there. So focusing on writing them down, what I, what I love and appreciate about my spouse is that, and then write it down. And that can begin to soften your attitude towards the other person. Okay, so once someone has <clears throat> softened their attitude what do you see typically happens with the other person? It takes time, and, and that's, that's the rub. It's frustrating because you're making an effort, and it may not be seen or perceived by, by your spouse or, or girlfriend or, bo- or boyfriend. It, that's the hard part is, is, to, is to be steadfast in your intention. Because it won't happen overnight. Just like he didn't become a grump overnight. He started off as a wonderful person, but some, something in his life has, has turned, him, uh, turned the negative faucet on. <coughs> Excuse me. So you've got to be steadfast in it. And the next thing I think I suggest is say, greet the person with, with a positive greeting. You know, uh, like, and and uh, Stephen Covey talks about this in his uh, book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Make contributions to his emotional bank account. You know, when we, when we deposit money in the bank, it, our account grows, it grows. As more deposits, it grows, it grows. So one day when we have to make a withdrawal, it, it's, we don't, it's not overdrawn. We don't pay penalties. So the same thing with a spouse. Or, that definitely works. It yeah. definitely works. It, because you know, over time, when you live with someone or you're with someone all the time, over time, there's bound to be a withdrawal from the bank. And if you've built up that emotional bank account, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, what you're describing, again, sorry, we're going to have two geek out moments in this go show. Go ahead. <laughs> All the five love labs in the United States would back you up. And I'm all over that data, of course, because my specialty is relationships. 
And mm-hmm. I teach couples a tool very similar to what you're suggesting, based on the science of love. And I call it the five A's, affection, admiration, appreciation, acceptance, and allow. And that's yeah. accepting and allowing the other person to be themselves. And what you just identified, Jim, is writing down those A's and then speaking those A's. You know, what you appreciate about your life partner or spouse, what you appreciate, admire, all of that, you can express it, and it does shift the relationship. Now, what's your final tip? You mentioned writing down the gratefulness list. You mentioned saying those things. What's the third thing? Well, they're they're kind of similar, and there's two of them. The little things you can say. One of the things that that I use in my family, my daughters-in-law, it's most like more, more than, than anybody else. Not that there's problems with them, but I'll say, you know what I like about you? Just, you know, in a, in a quiet moment, not necessarily in a, when there's when the first thing the person comes in the door, but maybe later on in the evening say, you know what I like about you? And then come up with one of those things that you've written down and, and, and studied about appreciation. And then the other thing is just a little hint. Again, not necessarily when the person person comes in the door from a tough day but later on say you know what ha- you know what I'm happy about today just you know what I'm you know what happened today that I'm really happy about and then you can say something about you know whatever you I saw a, a, a man carry the woman's groceries from the supermarket to her car just little hints of of what makes me happy and and the fact that I'm noticing positive things during the day versus always looking for the negative thing. It's just a little hint. Over time, again, it can make a difference. Yes, it can. Now, I want to just say this. For those of you who are living with someone who may be grumpy and negative, if you see that progress over time, that may be a person who's actually suffering from depression. If that's the case, jump online Quickly look up the signs and symptoms of depression, rate whether it's a, what we call mild to moderate or whether it's tipping into severe where you see differences in how they eat, how they sleep, uh, whether they can get their work done. If they start drifting toward the more moderate to severe, they need an intervention. What Jen is talking about will work really well if you're dealing with somebody who's just, you know, negative or just isn't feeling great, or maybe they're just mildly depressed and exhibiting grumpy. <clears throat> but if it starts moving the other direction, please, please, please get help. Most of us don't intervene soon enough when someone tips into the moderate to severe range, and the sooner they get help, the better. All right, so having said that, Jim, I have another question for you. What if you are doing these things? And your spouse says, hey, stop trying to change me. What would you say to that? I would go back to the five A's that you, that you had uh, delineated. Um, and, and just be honest. Be honest. I think a, a loving uh, statement of, of, of affection and uh, a little observation would help again if you don't want to confront the person you don't want to challenge the person but very softly indicate you know i love you and i'm i'm i want to see you 
happy. I want to see you enjoying yourself. Something just a little, you know, a loving, uh, maybe a, a, a touch and a feel or a, a stroke on the, of, of the hair or the face as you softly um, indicate what your feelings are. Yeah, and also you can just come right out and ask the question. Ask the question, is there something that's going on that's troubling you? Because I'm on your team. I play for your team. You know, what do we need to do? What do we need to shift? You know, I actually was working with a couple recently where he had a big anxiety because he had moved with his partner to a new city and thought the partner would be happy. And the partner was not happy, not happy at all in the new city. And they had to sit down and figure out how to put what I call safety nets in place so the partner didn't feel lonely, didn't feel, you know, left out of things. Because the person who moved for the big job is getting all the big, woo, this is great, new job, more money, and everybody's excited. But the person who tagged along, not necessarily. So it's important to be willing to ask questions and willing to make changes and willing to hear the other person's feelings because with that couple, the person who moved for the big job was not very sympathetic about how hard it was for the partner who came along and had to find something else to do. So being warm and sympathetic, Jim, I can't say enough about that. Now, you get the last word. What do you want to leave us with when it comes to simple happiness, 52 easy ways to lighten up, and when you apply that to the grumpy mate, anything else you want to leave us with? <laughs> well, again, it all, the only person you can change is you. And, and you, uh, I think it's our, it's our job to be happy regardless of the outside world and unfortunately you know those people close to us have a, have a real uh, influence on us but we have to decide that my happiness is my business and your grumpiness or the circumstances that I run into in my life are not going to affect that I have the power to change my perspective to understand to be compassionate to see the silver lining in the in the cloud at all times and it, it takes practice it takes intention but if we can start to uh, take charge and responsibility for my own happiness and not let uh, somebody rain on my parade as they say we that in itself can be a beacon to those around us, but we've got to be the beacon. We've got to have that inner strength. We've got to feed our mind. We've got to, we've got to do everything we can to, to maintain that, that stability, that inner strength, that inner happiness, because it all comes from inside. And so many yeah, I like what you said. I think it's very important for each one of us to take responsibility for our own happiness. I think that is a beautiful statement, and I've never heard that, Jim, my happiness is my own business, and I've got to take my business seriously. Or dare I say, lighten up <laughs> my business. Well, that's it. We, we tend to blame others for our lot, and, and that's a big turn in consciousness where we can decide that my happiness is my business, and I am the person. I say this at my talks. I am the person that I am standing in front of you. It's the result of every choice I've ever made in my life. And yeah, you and you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna close here in a minute, but I do want to say, for many of us, 
we don't realize we're consuming a diet of negativity. Some people watch nothing but the news, and, you know, as much as I work in the news, it's important to take that diet in small amounts because it can be negative and toxic. It's important not to get into arguments about politics and don't make that your life, which a lot of people are doing these days. And I want to say also, uh, I've worked with so many families. Here we are. the, The family holiday season is upon us. Please, even if it's not your mate, do this, what Jim is recommending, for your other family members over the holiday dinners. This is what I like about you. This is why I'm grateful you're in my life. This is what I love about our family getting together. And this, I'm going to add a little footnote under something you said a minute ago, Jim, which is that we are here to grow and evolve. And to evolve means we pay attention to our growth. Okay, that's all I want to say. Jim Ryan wrote the book, Simple Happiness, 52 Easy Ways to Lighten Up. He has a website, www.jimryantalks.com. That's Jim Ryan, R-Y-A-N, talks.com. And he's got a gift for you just in time for the holiday season. When you go to his website, there's a place you can register to receive once a week Jim's AHA Happiness moment, something to brighten up your day and probably something you can forward to others. Jim, such a pleasure to have you as our guest today. Well, Dr. Brenda, I mean, we are on the same wavelength, and and you come, we both are arriving at this, and I say this in, in the continual arriving as we grow and develop and understand from the science side, and I've come from the just the, you know, who knows how. Science of daily living, I get it. Yeah. Totally yeah, get it. Learning thank from daily you. living, and it's been a Perfect. real pleasure to chat. My pleasure, and a big thank you to our executive producer, Mr. Legrand Green, and our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers this holiday season, take the best gift in your hands, and that is to love yourself and share that generously. I'll see you here in San Francisco in our Modern Love Training Center on Saturday, January 12th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. for our opening of 2019 training, Miracle After Miracle for You in 2019. Make the mind movie of your desired life a reality right now. Blessings, everyone. Bye.